Everybody's this checking time of out. year. Yep. It is so easy to just check it out, slough it off, pack it in, stuff my call face. it a year. Yep. Gorge myself with whatever I want because I deserve. And go into hibernation mode. Go into hibernation mode, pack it on. And come out and the I'll other deal, side. Then I'll deal with it with the $9.99 a month you know, gym membership in January. So what's this podcast all about, this financial sobriety thing we're doing? It certainly isn't a traditional conversation about money. There's lots of great people in our industry that talk the traditional game. This is going to be a very unconventional conversation about those three unbelievably complicated relationships that when you put them all together, you don't necessarily think of them this way, but the relationship that you have with money, the relationship you have with your people that mean the most to you, and then the relationship that you have with the person in the mirror. You mean those three relationships go together? They do, and it's a very complex inner relationship between them. And when those get a little bit out of whack, interesting things happen. Do you know anything about that? We should probably introduce ourselves. Who are you? Good idea. Jim Gephardt. And I'm Matthew Grishman. I'm your author of the book, Financial Sobriety, and we are going to have some great conversations, so stick around. So in the context of all this behavioral finance stuff, yeah, we've had a show running now that is wrapping up year three. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to call this our unofficial season three finale. Okay. I'm going to call it our official season three finale. <laughs> is there a difference? Put, <laughs> it makes for really good conversation. That's for sure. I mean. You and I got to start arguing more. The, oh, that's show. That's so we're I, so arguing right yeah, there. This is the unofficial. You okay. want to make it official? I'm going to make it official, right? Yeah. I declare. It is really remarkable when you sent me kind of the overview for what, what we wanted to talk about today in that. In 87 episodes, how it, they we they just kind of chunked out season one, season two, season three the way they did. When we started this, our original intention was to share a little bit about the train wreck of a relationship that I had with money, crafting this show out of the, let's call it MG School of Hard Knocks, plus a little bit of the Jim Gebhardt ministries of listening, empathy, unconditional love, a little snitch of left brain how-tos, and we That's were... learned com- behavior, by the way. I'm learning that with my CFP studies. That is all learned behavior. Mm-hmm. You, you, I, I joke with you all the time about this big, beautiful left brain of yours. I mean, it's tongue-in-cheek. I say it seriously, but I know you are naturally a right-brain guy. This business is a left-brain business. Who's learned how to be a left-brain have CFP. To. Have to. Yes, yes. Have to. But what's interesting is we came in here with the intention of giving away to a broad audience what we do very intimately with clients in our in our boardroom. And there have been some unintentional consequences to you and me showing up these last three years to where this thing has chunked out into three very distinct seasons. Yeah. And I mean, episodes one through 27 are just incredible. I mean, that is... That was the first year. That is season one. That is the curriculum that you and I created with Allison when we sequestered ourselves for however many days that was. Yeah. And I covet that again, by the way. That is actually in modules, a a curriculum to follow on money. Yeah, absolutely. we can't stress enough the importance of whenever you're catching this, if you've been, you know a season three listener from the beginning, or you're just catching this from the first time, that season is if you can self-diagnose and feel as though that the ache that you have around your relationship with money is actually a money thing, 
it's not a thyself thing or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to, you know, to take your playbook of mm -hmm. I'm chasing the money to take care of my people to feel better about myself. Sure. There, right. The money is the solution, not the problem. Right. To echo what you're saying. My, my problem wasn't spendthrift behavior. That was my solution. My problem was this crazy thinking and this this stream of consciousness and these eight different voices in my head screaming at me all the time. My solution was, let me go buy something for myself. Sure. Right? Oh, so you're, you're spot you're, on with if that. You're, if that resonates with you. It does. Then uh, season one is for you. Oh, I might go back and listen to a little bit. Because it's the money conversation. The whole first season is all about relationship with money. Yeah. Which is fabulous because... If you've been with us for a little while, you realize that this thing gets a lot deeper, right? As, as I said, the, the solution I had was my spending. The problem was a little deeper, was how I was feeling about myself. But if you and I started the show in season one going right to bone, you know what it sounds, you know what the, uh, and talking you know right what the about theme, that. you know, the musical theme to the show becomes what? Yeah, it would have been over. Over. Taps. Yeah, it's going too deep too fast. Yeah. So this unintentional consequence of starting very surface level with this relationship with money couldn't have timed out better. Yeah. Well, thank God it was intentional. <laughs> right. Right. So then season two, those are, I hate to pick you apart here, but you've got season one is episodes one to 27, and then season two is episodes 27 to 50. Right. It's 28 to 50. All right. Just, to, yeah. you know, we're going to... I like to overlap. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I'm good. I, I'm good like that. That was the season of guests. That was the season of people. That the was, season of people. That was the season of bringing in our people. It was. It was. We kicked the year off with our very good friend, Bo Eason, former NFL safety, the best ever back in the 1980s. Turned playwright. Turned, yeah, playwright who wound up act, stage actor. Literally 14 years off Broadway doing a show, a one-man show about his story, and then realizing that, wow. There's something really compelling about people who can tell their story in a way that I just can't take my eyes off them. Maybe I should go teach some other people how to do this. And so a guy who goes from being the very best in the NFL at his position. Oh, it's a natural progression. To becoming one of the very best stage performers ever. Yeah, those, so those go hand in hand to me. To then wanting to become the very best storytelling coach ever. Right. I mean, just a fascinating dude. And when we had him here in studio... We got to talk a lot about what allowed him to do that, what helped him do that. And, you know, Bo's whole premise is all about building this elite fighting force, right? Get surrounding yourself. I mean, this is one of his many keys to success. And, yeah. and I'm not going to give away too much of what Bo does because he's been such an important part of our lives. And he's somebody that I think if you go back and listen to episode 29 where we had Bo in studio— and you're compelled to find more, go to boeason.com and learn a little bit more about the guy. But yeah, extraordinary the, the human big, being. The, the big takeaway for, for us and, and how this really shaped season two was how you surround yourself intentionally with people who bring the very best out in you, people who hold you accountable, people who are invested in your vision as much as you are, this ownership mentality where they're literally willing to fight to the death for you to help move this vision forward because it's so important for our global society. I mean, I just that that was so important for us to start the year with that. And the way I've always thought about it with clients and the context of assembling your your elite fighting force, yeah, is who is on your money team, right? And some of the most 
meaningful and enjoyable work that I get to do with our private clients is hem- helping them either assemble for the first time or sometimes reassemble the members of their financial team, whether yeah. that is their accountant, whether that is their estate planning attorney, whether it's a mortgage broker, whether it's somebody like a John Dreeby who can help people make decisions on automobiles, on whether I lease, whether I finance, what do I do? But then it extends out a little bit further, right? I have I, I read this book. Anybody, it's anybody who touches your money. I, I read this book so many years ago, but it still it still rings true in my head today. And the, and the the title of the book is "Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty." You holding out sob? Yeah, you haven't told me about this one either. Well, you should stick around because not that I read a lot of books, but you're still, going to. Uh huh. Of course I am. If I have anything to say about it, <laughs> "Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty" is all about. In the olden days, your Rolodex. Today, it's your network, mm. your contacts, we have, your we have friends. A, we have a client. We have a prospective client right now who is struggling with the decision to come on board with us because of what she perceives as the cost of doing business with us. Right. I'm not a hard sales guy. I'm not going to go like you know do a dog and pony show on on why. But what I've tried to emphasize is that you are not just hiring me right now to do a financial plan for you. Right. You are hiring 26 years of experience to help forge the next 26 years of your life when she's embarking on a completely new career path and going independent in her own profession. And But she's going to need doctors and lawyers and chiefs. Oh, my. I mean, she's going yeah. she's gonna to need a multitude of people on her financial team. She needs to dig her well. She needs to dig her well. She's yeah. also... <laughs> Going through a divorce. Ooh. So all the estate stuff, right? She's never had a CPA. The the husband did it. All of these different people on your team and in the time and the place that we live, and I used to get so frustrated, ironically, with Chuck Schwab, as in Charles Schwab. The firm, not the person. Both. Oh. Because he pioneered this concept of do-it-yourself investing. Right. Extraordinary accomplishment. Don't get me right. wrong. Jack Bogle might argue with you that he did that, but we'll let those two figure out who was the those first. Those guys can have fun with that. Yeah, exactly. And the point is that I mean, and and the time that you and I grew up in the business, it was it was the DIY movement. It was you can do this yourself. Sure. It was you don't need a financial advisor. You sure. don't need to do right. And, well, you, and, and holy, that's, that's true if you're willing to put forty hours a week into learning how to do this. Which I'm sure most people have time in addition to raising kids and working and, and blah, 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 they, they love out of their own they way. love what we do so much. <laughs> they got confirmation bias. Exactly. <laughs> and I love the fact that our, our season two with the guests that we had talked about, and then we started, you know, we talked about the elite fighting force and we started introducing them to people. Not that those guests need to be on your team. They but can be, they but certainly can be. Yeah. But the concept of assemble your team, right? Take the time, right? And I love it when a client reaches out to me and go, you know what? Our financial situation has gotten complex enough where uh, Sally and I just we're not going to do our own taxes anymore. Oh, that's such a big win. And I just, I, I always, that. I always have this kind of little like milk and cookies feeling. Yeah. That oh, we got another one. Yep. And I don't mean that in the context of like. We've won some, you know, race. Sure. But that they realize and they've gotten to a point where they need professional help. Sure. 
right? We're, yeah. We're, look, we're in the middle of football season, brother. We can use all the sports analogies in the world. There's a reason why a quarterback can't win the game all by himself. He needs blockers and tacklers and wide receivers and running backs and fullbacks, and he needs an offensive coordinator up in the booth watching the defense from way, way above because you can't see it all right there on the ground when you're on the field, right? And this is a guy who doesn't know a thing about football. But it sounded pretty good to me. <laughs> thank you. I slept in a Holiday Inn Express last night. But it just it's it, there are so many real life examples, whatever your sport or, you know, passion thing is. is, whatever your passion is, that theater. There you go. You oh, you can Bo did the one man show, but, but but did he also work the lights, direct the show, create the choreography, come up with the music? I mean, sell the popcorn. Sell like, there you go. I bet you he did sell some popcorn. But Bo, you know, it we can't do this whole thing called life on our own. And one of the keys for me to being able to get right-sized in what was a train wreck of a relationship with money was starting to assemble my own financial team. Because I was so arrogant at that point in my life, thinking that with, at that point, 12 years of experience in our business, I don't need your help. I don't need anybody's help. Yeah, I might hire a CPA to do taxes because I don't know how to do that. But the idea of assembling a team, so critical. Well, then we elevated it from there because we we got out of just the concept of your money team. Right. right and we yeah. introduced Margaret Floyd Berry on the nutritional side of things. Yeah, episode 32. That was awesome. And we've talked a lot about my own health journey on the show and all the, the nutritional work and the food allergy testing and the supplemental work that we've been doing, I've been doing, my family's been doing with our naturopathic doctor. Uh -huh. and, so it just it, we're, we, you your expand. Your team is growing larger. Yeah, you expand outside of just the money concept. Yeah, right. Rudy, Heather, all these people that are showing up in your life, exactly that have nothing to do with your money, but your health. Which, if I don't have my health, what's you, the money? What, you don't have your wealth. I don't have my wealth. Well, some might say that you can consume quite a bit of your health to accumulate your wealth, and then consume all of your wealth trying to fix your health. And that's just a, a very intentional decision that you and Beth have chosen not to follow. That's a status quo thing that you've chosen to go counter to. That's I would, awesome. I, I would say mostly. I, I do feel a little bit like I am chasing my health with some of my wealth, but it is also very intentional. Yeah. And I'd rather be doing it at 52 than 62 or 72. Bingo. So... I have good, no, no issue with that. Good timing of the tree planting, brother. Yeah. And and the best part, so all of this we did with, you know, assembling the team and then kind of showing off to our audience about all these wonderful team members we have, is that was all done by June. Really? <laughs> and that was just the first half of season two. Well, thank goodness we took the rest of the year off then. We did. We took a big break over the summer. And you want to talk about relationship with people. I can't think of a relationship with people in my life that mean more to me. And I think I can speak for you. Most certainly. Is our relationship with our children. Yeah. And that was when we, f we launched this, this thing that had been gnawing in our brains about helping parents provide the kind of financial education that our public school and private school system were just completely lacking of. And I'm, I've got so much gratitude to the fact that schools around the country and states around the country have started passing legislation since we launched the Teacher Children's Summer Series. Again, I'd like to think we had a little bit of a butterfly effect on that, that perhaps what we were doing here energetically put some of that into the ethosphere. Let's go with it. I love it. <laughs> exactly. I'm saying it, so let's buy it. The fact that we wanted to help parents feel empowered to be able to have the money conversation, 
with episodes, their children. Episodes 40 through 46. Oh, some of my favorite stuff we ever recorded. I had new clients on a Zoom Monday, and they are 30 years old. They own one business, and they have two kind of different businesses within it. And great little story of the millennial generation. They, they met online through a dating app, and yet... They both attended the same institution for higher learning. Wow. They were there at the same time. Wow. They were both presidents and of their fraternity and sorority. They even had a few classes together, and yet they never met. Until? So, well, until they met on the, on the dating site. Wow. So we're going through their financial questions, and they've got a successful business, and they'd like to sock away some money starting for retirement, and their CPA recommended us to talk to them about that was nice of them. 401ks and index universal life and some strategies that we'll save for another day. And when I was done with the litany of my questions, I said, I just have, I have one more question. Lay like, it on oh me. yeah, shoot. How much preparedness in school, how much financial education uh, did you receive on, on these topics and concepts that we're going over today? Oh, by the time you were done with Tecumseh Elementary School, you were a certified financial planning professional. Yeah. I'm sure. The wife goes goose egg. She holds her hands up like this on the screen and goes, zero. <laughs> Neither of them had heard of a 401k plan. Oh, how old? I get I get the fact that maybe Index Universal Life isn't something they've ever heard of. But a 401k plan? Well, that's just part of the good old American vernacular wow. since pensions went away, right? So it will never be lost on me, the missing component that exists in education land yeah. on financial education, yeah. on financial knowledge on financial and and certainly the experience side doesn't come until you're you know thrown into the deep end of the pool and oh swim now yeah that's when you learn the behavioral side of it we're just talking about the very basic cognitive side of what's a 401k and how do i save my money so those episodes are paramount yes to oh i like how i put those together to any parent it's paramount to any parent to go back listen to those take some of those exercises this show is going to drop when most children are going to be out of school for at least a week, if not two. Yeah, a little mini summer break in the winter. Let's use it as an opportunity. What is one of the greatest things that Bo has taught us? How to one say of, no. One of the greatest things that he's taught us is certainly how to say no, but to do to <laughs> to, to do what others are aren't. not doing. Right, right. Everybody's this time of out. year. Yep. It is so easy to just check it out, slough it off, pack it in, stuff my call face. it a year. Yep. Gorge myself with whatever I want because I deserve. And go into hibernation mode. Go into hibernation mode, pack it on. And come out and then the I'll other deal, side. Then I'll deal with it with the nine ninety nine a month you know, gym membership in January. Right. And the $28,000 unexpected visa bill. Let's not do that. Right. Let's use this time with your kids to make some very good intentional financial choices. And dare I say, some learning lessons if they get some... Christmas money, let's have good conversations about what you do with it. Yeah. Well, and what, what's neat about what we did was really uh, had conversation that allows parents to talk to their children about money wherever they are in the parenting stages, the, the parenting way of life. We do today what others don't to live tomorrow like others won't. Well, hallelujah, brother. Is that Robert Frost or who is that? That's the one and only Kwame Angu. We do today what others don't to live tomorrow like others won't. That's fabulous. And that's what that is fabulous. having these teacher-children conversations can be because wherever you are in parenting, wherever your children are, whether they're 4 years old, 12 years old, 24 years, years old, old mm-hmm. we have put these episodes together in a way to meet you where you're at so you can have conversations with your children where they're at. 
Now, byproduct, unintended consequence. That's one of my new favorite themes for 23, by the way. Oh, that's your behavioral cognitive thing? Is just being aware of unintended consequences, good mm. and bad. Okay. One of the unintended consequences, a bonus benefit, so to speak, of these teacher-children exercises is, <laughs> I'm not going to speak for everyone, but one of the most complicated interpersonal relationships I had was with my two teenage boys. And money became a nice light conversation starter that ultimately just brought us closer together. Aha. It just gave us a reason to spend time together. So To count the money? Sure. Why not? With some people, that is, right? We could sit with our children and help them count their money. But just having conversation with our children about anything, this idea of being able to teach your children about money, the unintended consequence is instead of spending all our time over the holiday breaks, not in school, not in work, with eyeballs glued to screens, nodding, stuffing Christmas cookies in our mouths, swiping left and right on what we're buying, how about we start engaging in some conversation and some dialogue? And let's bring those relationships even closer together. That was unintended consequence in my family, was as we started talking to our boys about money, it opened up some intimate conversations and brought about some questions, <laughs> my boys asking me questions, which didn't happen very much. Can I have the car keys? Those questions happened. Can I have some money? Those questions happened. Okay. What's an example of one of the questions that, if you can remember, I'm on bated breath. They would say things like, Dad, could you explain that again? Dad, can you? Or if there's this little story well, of sitting on the here, couch or the deck or the... So here's one recently. Miles is now 22 years old, and he has a debit card. He has a credit card, which he tries his very best to only put expenses on that he knows he can pay off at the end of the month. But that's he's also, very un-American. That's very un-American, and it's very unlike his generation. But he's also going through, and he just finished up flight school. He's now a, a graduate of flight school. So he has to go to Jacksonville, Florida, for what's his indoctrination to work as a flight instructor. And he came to me, and he said, Dad, would you help me figure out how to best finance this with my money? I have to buy a plane ticket. I have to rent a car. And I'm not sure whether I should just pay cash for that or if it makes sense to put it on my credit card until I get my first direct deposit at the end of the month. Would you come sit down and help me figure some of this out? And you said, no, you need to listen to episodes 40 to 46. <laughs> exactly. The seeds that were planted years ago in trying to teach our kids about intentional behavior with their money has now created a relationship where my children show up and, and want to engage in conversation like this. That is so awesome. Because you, you know That's my family. So awesome. You know that didn't happen. Yeah. And I think one of the other reminders that we could all use from time to time is, and we use the, we use the analogy of the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, the next best time is today. Yep. But for a great majestic tree to grow, it takes time. Yes. It doesn't happen overnight. Yes. You don't, you don't even see, as a parent, the growth that is happening in the roots in the ground. You're looking for buds. I'm not saying you specifically, but right. we're, you know, we're all looking for buds on the, on the branches, like, ooh, there's some new growth over here. What we don't see is all the work that's happening underground. Yeah. Give yourself, give your loved ones, the kiddos, the grandkids, some time and space. Because as you, as you think about the last three years of this show, the world's been a little nutty. Yeah. And the fact that Miles is coming to you now with these kinds of very mature conversations, and may I also say the vulnerability to come to you and say, how do I do this? Yeah. Is 
fabulous. Oh, it's, is it's awesome. Extraordinary. I, I think the reason that that's happening is because probably the most important stuff we talked about that we shared in episodes 40 to 46, probably the most impactful part of teaching my children about money wasn't so much the whole how to save, how to spend, but it was me getting vulnerable yes. and sharing with them yes. some of my deepest, darkest money secrets, the mistakes that I made, the regrets that I have, how that left me feeling, how that affected my other relationships in life, including how I felt about myself. And just allowing that vulnerability to be in the room so that their boys, my boys, didn't think of me as some, you know, perfect specimen of a human because I'm their dad, and we can often do that with our dads. We can absolutely do that with our dads, our moms, our grandparents. Absolutely. Is that they are somehow superhuman. Superhuman when it comes to this stuff. Yep. And I can echo the fact that we have done a marvelous job of sharing our, our victories. Mm-hmm. But we oh, rarely fun. will talk about our defeats. And that was a conscious change that we made in our family several years ago was, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't always just talk about the glories and joys of the successes that we're having either in business or in the land of money. But yet we have got to share some of the strategic mistakes, some of the massive mistakes that Beth and I, that I singularly have made, comes to money. And those are as powerful stories to our kids and our future grandkids as it is anything else. Yes. And that's why your children are now coming to you and having these vulnerable conversations about how they feel. And it's why my children are doing the same with me. So huge unintended consequence of empowering parents to just go have money conversations with their children is and that— And be a little vulnerable. And be a little vulnerable. It creates that much more of a deeper connection— in that space of relationship with people, people that I, for many years, struggled to have a healthy relationship with, my own children. That was... Not a small conversation. No, no. And, and you know, we... <laughs> it's not like we backed off the going down deep when we started rounding the turn into 2022 into and launched third. season three. Into third base? Into third base, right, right. As, as we rounded second going to third... Episodes 52 to 87, we kicked off the year with an incredible episode with our friend Betsida LeBron. Where, that was so fun. Oh, where she came in and just taught us how to reconnect with that inner so child. So fun. Right? And and that unintentionally set this course for season three I need a, to I need be a, all about relationship yeah, with self. I, I need a dose or an episode of Betsida. Well, that would help. That so, would help. So if you go to, hey, hey Jim. We got this really cool website. Oh, really? If you go to yourfinancialsobriety.com, yeah. right up on the top menu is a link to all of our podcasts, all of our shows. Oh, and yeah. If you go back. How do I subscribe to it? Uh, you could hit the subscribe button right on oh, that, that podcast sounds, page. That sounds hard. Yeah. So you could go back and episode 52, uh, we had Betsida come in. We broke it up into two parts because we had so much fun playing with her. Um, but if you go back to episode 52... Boy, oh boy, you could get a great dose of I need to do that. Of starting to learn how to connect with that inner child through play. It was awesome because it created, I mean, Besida was so incredibly vulnerable with how she told her story and taking off her armor through story, different stages of her life. Yes, indeed, which resonates just ever so slightly with taking off the mask. Yes, absolutely. And when you spend time with Besida, you spend time with us learning how to take off that mask, learning how to peel back the armor, 
boy, then we brought in a whole slew of guests that really got right to the point. Between Julia deeper Nicholson and Deeper, oh, we we had Ace talking about just everything that happened with him, with with his heart, his unexpected health challenges, and what that did to his world, and and then bringing both Jeff and Teresa in to peel back layers of the Clarity Compass. We had David Woods Bartley come in and spend time talking about this monster called depression and what it was like to live within the grips of that monster and how he's now thriving by trying to help others. And by having massive impact. Massive impact. And of course, you know, we, we can't forget our, our good friend, Dr. Joyce Michael Flynn, who came in and told this unbelievable story uh, from literally being dead at the bottom of a pool to this thing she's now created called Metahab. Yes. All about healing that relationship with self and yes. going beyond healing, going yes. beyond rehabilitation to this whole new world of thriving. Yes. And I would say, you know, in season three, you and I might have done an okay job of sprinkling a little bit of our own personal vulnerability uh, because, man, uh, 2022 kicked both our asses. And to have, oh, that was season three. That was season three. That that was all part of this year, brother. That We're, was this year. Yeah, that was this year. Oh wow! Right, Julia and and Ace's story and my, having my David. Amnesia, and that, that was that my, was this year. I think probably for my own protection, the amnesia that I have when I am in studio, and then when I depart the studio is a protection biases. Somehow, what, what did you say earlier, like a, an hour and a half ago about yeah, all the biases? That could be a protection bias Okay. I don't know what bias that would fall under, but we'll figure it out. Sounds we, behavioral to I, me. I got textbook for that. It could be cognitive if I'm thinking about it. <laughs> it very much could be. No, it 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 was a it was a rough year and and resistance kicked both our asses in Capital 2022. R. Capital yeah. R. Yeah. Whew. I'm at a loss for words just thinking about how much 2022 hurt. And still hurts. I'm in disbelief. I'm still numb uh, at the loss of both of my parents in this calendar year, five months apart. Mm. At the struggles that you've had in your family, the struggles that our team has had personally outside of work, the backdrop of uh, the worst stock and bond market in a combined year since probably Methuselah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's not the rattlesnake biting us. No, I got to get... This is my trigger. I'm getting out my little uh, package of cigarettes sure. here. My little yeah. lozenges. Lozenge. I got to suck love on the a word. lozenge. I love that word. I don't even know. I have no concept how you even spell lozenge. My, well, here, it's on the side of the container. No, that's too easy. L-O-Z-E-N-G-E. P-S-F-R... I don't know. <laughs> it's a trigger. I need my, my nicotine lozenge as we talk about 2022. Yeah. The warm-up act of... COVID. Oh, right. I forgot about that. In 20 and 21, just, you know, they, 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 they always say that, you know, everything, my darling mother has always <laughs> said everything happens for a reason, but you don't always know what the reason is and you need, you need time to be able to have the perspective. Well, let's just see what the day brings. Exactly. Yeah. To look back. Yeah. We, I mean, we're in the middle of, we're wrapping up 2022, but if, 20 and 21 were the warm-up act for the tidal wave of resistance that you and I have had personally and professionally. Now, we've managed the, prof the professional side of it extraordinarily well, and a lot of our battle plans and our lifeboat drills and all the things that we've done business-wise have, have really set us up. But 
that let's not diminish the fact that it has been an extraordinarily difficult year in the stock market, the bond market, the economy, ri rapidly rising interest rates. I think we talked for like 42 hours this year about inflation and interest rates and everything else. Thank God it's transitory. Oh, is that one of the biases? I think so. Okay. Transitory bias. I think Jay Powell's got that. So wherever we're catching you in 2022, you got a, a, a couple of warriors here on the microphones that have been through multiple battles this year. And, and we, we, yeah. have, we have the wounds and the scar tissue and the red eyes and all that comes with a warrior that has been in battle. Absolutely. And, and we've done the very best job that we can, and somehow we're both sitting here today. What I'm proud of is that we haven't battled it perfectly, but we've done the very best job that we know how to do. And may I say, part of it is something else that we've learned from our lineage. We keep showing up. We well, don't stop. We can, because I'll tell you, brother, it's very easy to let the life financial sobriety has given us get in the way of our financial sobriety life. It's easy to not show up at times. It, it'd be easy of course, to get distracted and get busy. And go buy stuff. And go buy stuff. And that's what I meant by it's, it's easy to let the life that financial sobriety has given us get in the way of our financial sobriety life. And, and when I mean financial sobriety, I mean it, it's become a theme with how we live our lives. It's become principles that we live by. And one of those principles is progress, not perfection. It's showing up every day. It's it's like we talked about in the last episode about gratitude, where you, you and I were totally off kilter and you weren't picking up what I was putting down for a minute. The point being is that this is something we have to do our very best at every day. And sometimes our very best is just showing up. And just like your mom says... Well, we'll see what the day brings. And you grind through it. You do. You do. You grind through it. We're at a point now after three years of blowing and going with our show and giving, giving our tribe everything we got, ripping our kimonos open and just giving them everything we got. We got to take a pause. We've got to take a breath. We've done three big seasons that, again, unintentionally, but I think the universe had some plans that maybe you and I didn't have going into this. Well, we're, we got we a runner on third base. Yeah, we're, right? where each season has lined up with these three incredible relationships, which are really what the entire financial sobriety book I wrote is all about. And How, if we're going to round third base to go home, we right, want to have a it, game plan. We want to have a game plan. Yes. Because we are in the scoring position. Yes. Granted, it's football season. I'm using a baseball analogy. That's okay. Interchangeable. And but it's always baseball season. I, it's always baseball season. Right. Everybody's in San Diego right now at the at the winter meetings trying to figure out the 2023 go, season. We should go there then. We are there. The concept of taking a pause and figuring out the strategy to get from third base to home. Because we got to run fast to go to home, so we better slow down so we can go fast. One more time. We better slow down so we can go fast. Right. We definitely have some ideas. We would love to hear from our audience. We'd love to hear from our tribe on what would you like to hear us blabber about in 2023? Because <laughs> we can talk to a wrong number for say, three days. You could read out of the phone book to me and I'd be happy. Sure. Given the world that we're in today, given where we are, we would love to hear from you on concepts, on topics, on people you'd like us to interview. We certainly have our thoughts. I, I have lots of thoughts on the kind of refresh for our teacher children series. Yep. We have lots of ideas. I mean, we you and I put a lot into creating these last three seasons worth of content. And what we're really asking for is now that we've developed quite the little tribe here at Financial Sobriety is we want you to be part of the conversation as far as where this goes going forward. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. And, you know, look, we're, we're going to be back in early 23. We are going to take a breath. We're going to be very thoughtful and mindful and, and very strategic about where the show goes from here. But uh, we also want you to know that we're not going anywhere. You, you still have tons of access to financial sobriety. We have this really cool website where you can go subscribe to our blog post where we're every so often putting out some new content. If yep. you go to the website, yourfinancialsobriety.com forward slash blog, you can subscribe to the blog where we're going to keep the conversation going. I mean, depending on where you found us. Go back to the beginning of the show if you came in at episode 38. Absolutely. This has all been a sequence, a yes. very unintentional, intentional sequence. Right. Go, I mean, go go to where you emotionally gravitate. Right. Yes. Just go to that arc of the 87 episodes where you feel like, oh, I could really use some help. I, I, I'd i really like to rekindle that relationship with the inner child and go listen to Beth Sida's you know, episode. Ab or, abs or do it the way you do it with our favorite book, The War of Art, right? Pressfield's book, The just War of Art. You just, you just open it up. I mean, we've got 30 to 60 minute snackables 87 times, right? Just go open it up. Give yourself a little energy. We've got six different distinct playlists we've put together based on different sequences and orders yeah. from all of the guests to our wealth formation experience. I mean, we've got these three extremely complicated relationships peeled apart and put back together one season at a time. And they're all there for you to go back and enjoy. Hey, I got an idea. Take us on your morning walk, right? Get out, get some air, get some exercise, put your little bitch buds in or whatever you like to call them. Take us on your morning walk. We'd love, take us on the morning drive to work if you're sitting in traffic. Or traveling for the holidays. Oh, we make traffic so much better. Yeah. We make travel so much better. We make airport delays better. <laughs> take us with you wherever you go. I am so grateful for these last three seasons, for sitting with you here in studio, brother. Ace, it's been an absolute blast. You are awesome. I am so excited for where this show is going to go. Happy holidays, brother. Is that what time of year it is? I think so. <laughs> of course, Costco told me that in August, but hey, we get to say it again here in November. With that, my friend. May the, se may the season be bright for you and your family and to everybody in the financial sobriety community. You God as bless. well. God bless. That's a wrap. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. And check out our website, yourfinancialsobriety.com. Thanks again for listening today. Here to help you find more clarity, confidence, and capability along your journey into financial sobriety. I'm Matthew Grishman. And I'm Jim Gebhardt. Be intentional with your money. Jim Gebhardt is a registered representative of and securities offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Jim Gebhardt and Matthew Grishman are investment advisor representatives of Gebhardt Group Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, and Gebhardt Group Incorporated are not affiliated. The opinions in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or investment recommendations. To determine which investments or financial advice may be appropriate for you, consult a financial advisor prior to investing. Any reference to market performance is based on historical information and there is no expressed or implied guarantee of future performance. Opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Gebhardt Group Incorporated does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance.